I was really stretched thin and I had had a back surgery from driving and all sorts of crazy stuff that, that were red flags going off all the place and I ignored them because this is what I thought I had to do. And, you know, one of my regular checkups, I got a phone call one morning in a hotel lobby from my doctor who said I had endometrial cancer. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Adulting can be hard, but you don't have to go it alone. I created this podcast to give you inspiration and let you know you're not alone in feeling stuck in midlife. Both men and women are welcome here, but if you are a woman, I also invite you to join our Midlife Uprising community for women where we are making waves and reimagining what it means to age. Being part of this community for women will remind you on a regular basis that you're not too old and it's never too late to do that thing you've been thinking about. You can find more information at midlifeuprising.com, and I hope to see you there. Hello, my friend. Are you finding yourself on the hamster wheel of life? Overwhelmed, running from one task to the next, to the next, to the next? (laughs) Or is it just me? (sighs) Let's talk about slowing down to speed up. Let's talk about getting off the hamster wheel so we can recover. This is a continuation of last week's episode talking about self-love. It is so important that we take time for ourselves so we don't crash and burn. My guest today is my friend Denise Millay. We met through a business mastermind about a year ago One of the best investments I've ever made in myself, by the way. Denise is a marketing technology specialist. Okay, so let me explain that. She works with entrepreneurs and business owners to help make sure that their businesses are findable to search engines. She's on a mission to make sure that the many hours that her clients invest in creating blogs and podcasts and websites pay off so they can be findable. She also builds websites, digital products, and other marketing automations for them so they can spend their time and energy in building their businesses. She's an author and host of a weekly show called Marketing Matters on the Win Win Women's TV Network. She's a busy lady, but she's doing it on her own terms now, which wasn't true so long ago, not too long ago. And one of the reasons she's able to do so much is because she learned the hard way that grinding and not getting enough rest was actually making her sick. So she changed that up. Okay, without further ado, here's Denise Millay. Let's go. Good morning, Denise. Thank you so much for being with me. Good morning, Yvonne. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you here. So you and I have just, we're hopping on this Zoom call straight out of having been in Clubhouse. And we 
we spend a lot of time together. We do. We, we do. do. Through Clubhouse, which is an audio social media app for anybody who doesn't know. It's like being in Zoom without without the camera. So you're able to be in your pajamas while you talk, which is great. Um, but we have a whole community of people that that we were kind of like business besties, if you want to use that term. It's it's amazing. It really is. Between Clubhouse, the math your community, other people's endeavors, working out, you know, all the things that we touch each other's presence. We're in each other's presence multiple times a day, sometimes a week. It's It's been great. It really is. It's so different than anything I've had so far, which is kind of amazing, you know? It is amazing. Um, let's go back in time, Denise. Okay. Okay. Let's go back in time to who was Denise Malay before I met you. And let's go back even further because, because you were already doing your own uh, marketing technology business when, when I met you, but there was a corporate version of Denise Malay before that, right? Yes. Yes. There's been a, a long history of corporate and being at home, raising my children and corporate and volunteer work and graduate school and all sorts of IT stuff. So um, I was working as a software implementer, installer, and trainer in major hospitals for the last stint was seven years, where I'd go to a hospital, install software, train nurses and doctors and supply people how to use it and uh, spend hours and hours in hospitals 24-7, kind of, you know, bringing software online and all that fun stuff. Yeah, because um, that's been a big change in the medical industry, right, is getting things off paper and into, and so that well, must have been and, quite and a learning I, curve for them. I think the change in healthcare has the 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 focus on dollars and saving money and because things are so tight, from a cost perspective and what they get reimbursed for, they track so much more. So the software and the things that I was working on was the supply chain things where you you have a surgery, there's a hundred things they could pull out of a room to use on your surgery and they all cost something. And are they all being tracked so you can reorder them? And also, so you know how much the procedure cost, you know, so and your resources, people, and how long it takes, and all these analytics that really weren't ever brought into the picture, but now it's getting more and more refined over time. So, yeah. But I was doing that for seven years, and uh, I'd get up on a Monday, I'd get on a plane, I'd fly or drive somewhere, spend four days on site in the hospital doing all these things, and then fly home or drive home, work for two days, Friday and Saturday at home. And then Sunday would be, I would sleep. And then I would get up and do it again. Wow. And uh, that sounds like I, a grueling schedule. It was. And and the thing that I loved was working with the people. And, you know, I, I've seen tech in people's hands for many, many years. And it's always bothered me that people were so struggling with it and so afraid of it. So I've, I've really tried to um, 
spend time making people not afraid of it by helping them understand what they're doing because it's all just stress. It's all like, you know, this is brilliant people with PhDs, doctors, nurses with degrees, and they're freaking out. And, and I'm like, seriously, this is not, you know, surgery. This is real easy. It's just because you haven't done it. Once you do it, you're fine. And and it is true. Once they get the experience, they do it, but there's this big I don't know, they beat themselves up because they can't do it out of the box, you know? So there's this big stress component that I've always been, you know? So I really like the training part of it. I I would say that I'm technical as much as I want to be because I gave up programming in the, you know, the nuts and bolts stuff and went for the, the function and the people piece and the, you know, all that. So Which suits you so well because you're so good at making tech approachable and how and 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 tying in like you you've brought what you've brought to our community is is teaching us how oh my gosh how to how to set up our websites so that we can be found like the simplest thing in the world we're all working it to death to try to build businesses and to try to they'll, you know, do things and, and we work so hard. And then are we shooting ourselves in the foot by not setting ourselves up right? And you t- take all that scary SEO language and turn it into human language that we can go, oh, that's what I need to do. <laughs> well, I, I there's a huge gap because there's this, this crazy industry of SEO out there where they sell you, you have to worry about all these tactics and these numbers and these rankings and and all this garbage jargon. When in actuality, if you don't actually set your content, your pages, your blogs, your podcast up to be read by Google and included, all that other stuff you can't do, you know, because you're not in there, you know, so that, that big gap of people don't need that scary SEO thing. They just need to be in there and then work with what they get, you know? And so I'm, I don't think I'm inventing anything new. I'm just kind of like saying, take a step back and start at square one and get this piece. Then you worry about going forward, you know? And that big piece that pe- so many people don't have that yeah, it's hard to see all the hours that people put into creating things. And to think that if you search, put their name in Google search, they don't come up. And it's like, and I did it for myself, you know, when I first started some of this marketing stuff and I, I, you know, put myself in and let's see, there's uh, Claude Monet, uh, Millet comes up and, you know, a couple other Denise Millets that are authors. I'm like, what do you mean? I've been in tech forever and, and I'm not there. What the heck? You know? So. Wow. Yeah. And I can totally see how that seven years in that industry has set you up to be as good as you are at what you do. So let's go back to what took you from that industry. And this is really what I wanted to talk to you about today is that journey of, of what happened. Well, you know, this, the seven years was, was rewarding in a lot of ways because I was returning back to work after being home with my kids for so long. So this was my full-time kind of gig and I had this this feeling that I had to make up for a lot of years I missed. So I gave 200%. Mm. And I was re-entering the workforce as a woman who had a gap, a little bit of a gap. And I felt like I had to give it all. 
And I did, I gave like 200%. And I knew after a number of years that it was too much, that it was really stressing me out, that I was taxed. I wasn't feeling well. I was, you know, heart palpitations. I was starting to go on different meds to try to manage stuff. I put on Mm. a weight, like every year was another 10, another 15. And I felt awful, right? So I was really stretched thin. And I had had a back surgery from driving and all sorts of crazy mm-hmm. stuff that, that were red flags going off all the place. And I ignored them because this is what I thought I had to do. And, you know, one of my regular checkups, I got a phone call one morning in a hotel uh, lobby from my doctor who said I had endometrial cancer. And um, I was like, oh, okay, Whew, everything stops. And you just kind of go, oh, this is, this is, this is not where I'm going. This is not happening. You know, like at, in that moment, everything stopped, nothing mattered. And it was just like, you've gone too far. You know, like you, you knew that this was coming, not this, but you've had all these signals and you haven't listened and now you have to listen. So I um, had a hysterectomy, fine, caught it early, didn't have any additional treatment. I mean, it was very early stage. Oh, uh, that was the only saving graces. I was on a regular routine of checkups and something was different and I noticed it. So then we did the testing. And so that was good. I did that for myself. But um, after the surgery, I just kind of said, you know, I got to be done. So I tied up all the loose ends that I had to, and I left and I slept for a year. I basically came home and said, you know, I have enough of my savings. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I've been thinking about copywriting. I've been thinking about my own business forever. And, but I didn't have a plan. I, at that point, I just knew I had to stop and I had to repair myself and give myself time to sleep and catch up and eat right and deal with the stress and let the stress go. And um, yeah, so that's how it started. And then after that period of sleep, I I started to get my head together about what I was going to do. I explored copywriting. I've always loved marketing. I've always loved search marketing and search engines and all those things. So I was starting to formulate my business and my idea and the pandemic hit. And so starting something as the whole world is shutting down, as much as people benefited from the online world, I wasn't prepared to jump in and take advantage of it at all because I hadn't made all the connections and relationships. And so I was still trying to hone my message, figure out who my audience was, what I was going to do, you know, like there's too many unknowns. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of things, but you know, I I wasn't ready to capitalize on everybody coming into virtual living, you know? So, yeah. So then did you just, were you, how did you, were you scared? I guess I'm just going to ask, were you scared? Scared to go out on my own? Yeah. Oh, um, You know, I was so fed up with giving that 200% for somebody else's dream that I didn't have a part in determining that I I was, I was kind of angry at myself and I really wanted to find a way to 
feed me more because I felt like I was feeding a monster that wasn't mine, you know, and I was just giving away my life. And so I had this different appreciation for the, what I had to give and um, what I wanted to contribute. And it, and it wasn't just for a paycheck anymore. So yeah, I was scared financially. I was scared um, just because I had let a lot of my connections go because I was working like such a nut, you know, I was really blinders, you know, aside from mm-hmm. immediate family, nobody really saw me. So I didn't really have those social connections anymore that um, I could lean on to try to figure out how to get business. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest part, you know, like how to reach out to people when you haven't been reaching out in a long time is the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I joined some programs to to pick up skills I didn't have or with ideas that I thought, you know, uh, because I like training, building a course seemed to make sense. And, you know, I, I tried different things, some good, some not so good. So, and that's yeah. all led me to where we are today. So I'm still trying to figure it out. I have a better um, understanding of where I can fit in in the marketplace because I don't want to be uh there's so much as somebody might say Kool-Aid there's so many hucksters out there mm-hmm. selling things that don't work I don't want to be one of those I don't want to be just a figurehead that that spews stuff at people I really understand now that I do best when I interact with people and I I have them get their light bulb moments and doing that on mass as much as it seems attractive to make money doing that is not really what's going to do it for me. It's not going to be the value exchange that I want to have. So, mm, Gotcha. So instead of scaling and doing something for, for bigger, uh, bigger audiences, you, you really thrive on the one-on-one and seeing that one person's aha moment and development. That's what really feeds the soul. Mm -hmm. Do I need to scale some things so that financially I can have the life I need and support my family and all that? Yes. You Mm -hmm. know, whether it's a book or a workshop or whatever, but it's not going to be the only avenue, which a lot of people take. A lot of people just, just want to sell and, they're comfortable with that. And I really feel like what feeds me more are the people. So yeah, I need to have a big component of that. Yeah. Can, can we go back to that year where you slept? Cause that <laughs> fascinates me. Seriously. Part of me is like, Oh, I, I want to sign up I, for that. I get one of sign, those? sign me up. So did you really sleep the whole time or did you sleep as much as you needed to? What did you do when you were awake? Nothing. Read, um, wrote, watched movies, ate food, saw my family, uh, all the things I wasn't doing for the last seven to 10 years. Yeah. Um, caught up on crafty things and, you know, I don't know. I had a beautiful home at the beach that I just never got to go to the beach. I sat out on my deck a lot and stared at the boats and um, yeah, 
it's, I slept as much as I needed to. I didn't have an alarm clock. I didn't have um, a schedule at all. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here daydreaming because it sounds so great, well, and it was fortunate. but I also know myself and I'm like, at some point I know I would get antsy. Well, it was, it's not like I took myself out because I was bored and I wanted to shift or that I was angry. I didn't sleep. I was truly exhausted. I was truly fried. You know, uh -huh. I was really burnt out and, um, you know, I, to say I got eight to 10 a day of, of sleep was major because I had lived on four to five for a long time. And yeah. my body does not like that at all. Yeah. I would have loved to have been more industrious and worked out and done all these things, but I was really fried. I was really, yeah, you were recovering. You, that was. was recovery. That, that was. was, there's, um, there's a book that I keep meaning to read, but I love the idea. And I, and I've listened to a bit of her, um, podcast. It's called wintering. Have you heard of this? No, no. Um, Catherine may, I believe is, um, the author and it, it, it embraces that idea of, you know, when we need restoration, we need restoration. We need that time to, to regroup, you know, and we don't give it to ourselves. Right. And this Most was something it. that a vacation could solve. This wasn't a, I need a recharge. This was, um, I let myself get too depleted and I had to just stop. I had to just let it all recharge in every aspect because I had neglected it for so long, Yeah, which I don't recommend to anybody, but you know, we do these things. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But I was blessed because I had saved money. I had money to live off of. So I didn't have that financial constraint. My children were out of college and they were living other places. They weren't with me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had... I had the opportunity to recharge in my own way. If if different things, if it had been 10 years earlier, I would have been knee deep in college students. Sure. And, no and way, right? Yeah. You don't you don't have that opportunity. So yeah. Yeah. I try to do the restoration for myself because I do have kids. I'm still in that zone. Um, and and don't have the money to stop working and, and all that. But I try to build it into my daily experience. One of the big things I have learned is that my body does not do well without eight hours of sleep. There you go. I and you have to it. figure that out for yourself, right? And you, and right. like you said, you were ignoring the signs, right? They were there. Big ones, yeah. Right? They're there for all of us. And we ignore them. And our body's trying to tell us something. Hey. hey, and we all pretend like we all think we, well, we could get into a whole conversation, but the whole superwoman complex, you know, mm -hmm. where we have to be intelligent, professionals, jobs, kids, homes, you know, multitasking mavens. Oh, and by the way, you need to look great while you're doing it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh -huh. I can't all those things at one time. And when I do, something has to give. You know, and I was letting my health give. And yeah. I can't say that I am I am totally great now, you know, <laughs> but I'm not stressed in the same way. 
I mean, would I like my business to have moved faster? Would I have liked to found the make a million dollars in a weekend thing? Sure. But um, I feel like I'm on a path to my success or my what's going to feed me in a longer term mm -hmm. uh, and allow me to have the life I want, which is, I wasn't even thinking about what I wanted before. I was just thinking about what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Or what I and like you said, you had a, you had a beautiful beach house and no time to enjoy it. And I think that that is right. so common for people who are high achievers, you know, who are grinding and doing all the things and they're make, they're successful, they're making money and maybe, yeah, they might have a second home, but are they able to go enjoy that? You know? Yeah. That's the question. And I've been pairing back and, you know, I have a little house now and we're not near the water because <laughs> Hurricane Sandy, thank you very much. But, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have a lot of different, I'm doing a lot of different things to try to make the next 10 what I want them to be, as opposed to what I think the trail wants me to have or do or be, you know? Yeah. So. What have you learned about yourself in starting your business? Oh, oh, hey, wait, I'm going to back up because there was another question that I had that I really want to ask you is you had that year of restoration. Was there a, like a switch that flipped where you suddenly went, okay, I'm done with this. Like, you know, in, in Forrest Gump, when he's running and he's running and he's running and then he just stops and he's yeah. like, I'm tired. I think I'm going to go home now. <laughs> and he's done. No. And, and and he walks no. away from it. Did, did you have like a moment where you're like, okay, I'm done resting and now I need to do something else. What what happened? What happened was as I, I picked something to start with, which is always my toughest thing is to narrowing it down to what to do. Mm, that is a doozy that's hard and I decided I had been toying with writing a book about SEO and write SEO writing and because I had been studying copywriting direct response copywriting excuse me um and I really loved the whole copywriting for search kind of thing back mm -hmm. then so I started writing a book and I worked with a writing coach to help me get that formulated. And that started putting a couple hours a day towards that. And once that started, then it opened up to um, other programs I was doing, other things I was writing, and it, it grew into, you know, a couple of things. And then when, honestly, when the pandemic hit, things got real, you know, like there were so many other things to worry about. We were all locked in. I forgot about my restoration and started thinking more about the future mm. because I didn't know where we were going and I didn't know what was happening. And virtual became a way to connect with people because I really couldn't network. I really couldn't go to or, or all those things I thought I was going to do as a business owner became virtual because you couldn't go anywhere. So my mind shift a little bit. So I, I gradually added on things that I was doing for the business. It wasn't like a cutoff. Um, it was still sleeping eight hours a day, but I wasn't being quite the potato couch potato for the other. 
So yeah, yeah so it was like a slow like... ramping up. Um, kind of. One thing leads to another as it tends to, right? Yeah, I mean, I still give myself, I try not to overcommit. Um, I don't like letting people down. So I don't like to overcommit and then say, I'm really tired or I don't feel well. That makes me kind of crazy. So I hold back more. I try to stay true to listening to what my mind and my body can handle, even though I want to succeed. <laughs> so it's like a dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, it, it, that's, that is, um, that's the game I think is trying to figure that I am living that as well is, is trying to figure out how to enjoy the, the, the journey towards what I'm hoping to get to in the long run and continue to take steps towards it every day without getting completely into a grind over it. Oh my goodness. I could go on and on. There's so much else I, I wanted to ask you, Denise. So, so you've got your business and you are helping people build websites. You're helping people plan and, and know what they want to say with their copy so that they are findable because of the type of things that they're saying that somebody would actually put into a search. Like that's, that's right. what you do. That connection, right? You've got your workshop to help people with that. I know you're working on a book. Um, yeah. What What do you want for yourself long term? Where do you mm. see yourself? What's your What's your end game, Denise? <laughs> you're smiling because you know. <laughs> um, I am slowly getting rid of stuff. Stuff is not as important to me. And as much as a home base is good, I have this strong desire to just go see the world, like drive around to national parks and see all of them and uh, take I've, my I've got that same dream. little sprinter van and be a digital nomad and use my solar panels to recharge my batteries and and take an easel and stand out in the field and paint when I'm not working and I'm trying to figure out a way to do that, but it's not easy. So you're going to get there. That's what I want to say. Cause, cause I s just see all of this coming together for you. You are, you're doing this in such a smart way. Mm -hmm. in, I think so um, good. you're so good. I, I wish I'm doing as well as everybody else is. I mean, I need I need to sustain myself. So that's my big thing right now is to get the clients, fill the roster and get that machine going. Mm -hmm. And then I can really plan the next phase. Like right now it's about getting rid of stuff. <laughs> it's organizing stuff and um Pairing it all down to a manageable thing and then feeling like I can actually implement or make specific plans, but I have to get the machine running. And that's, that's the thing that's the big priority right now. Yeah. I dream, I dream about going out and painting. Um, as we talked about before, oil painting is very messy and it's not something you can walk into for an hour and step out. Um, I could spend a day, you know, like my biggest dream is to go to Giverny and paint Monet's garden, you know, uh -huh. like someday in my life, if I am lucky enough to have enough years left, um, 
you will find me there at some point. But um, yeah, for I now, I'd, I'd settle for seeing Mount Rushmore and, you know, the arches and some other great things that uh, would be really, really awesome. Yeah. So. Wow. I'm so excited for you. In 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 the in the more immediate future, what are you excited about? I'm excited about getting this. Uh, I love talking about this search marketing findability thing and getting people to understand the things that they can do and having them get results. So I am excited about that. I'm excited that I. I've had help to get me to narrow down what I want to do because I was a consultant for so many years and I could do everything or you had to do everything because you were hired to do whatever needed to be done. Right. Mm. So you weren't really a subject matter expert or a specialist. You were a generalist that could get the job done. Right. So when it came to marketing myself, what do you market as? Like, well, yeah, I could do this, but I could do that and I could do this and I could do that. So, but that doesn't land well with people because they're like, well, how do we know she could do all these things? You know, right? so yeah. if you don't have one thing you could talk about, it's really hard to present yourself, right? So I am excited that I've found or helped find this topic that resonates so well that I can speak about that seems to be needed you know, like I think I finding that connection has been really great. Yeah, that's so cool. And and we didn't even talk about your your TV show. Oh no, no. Um, I had the opportunity through a program I was in to join this network called the Win Win Women Network at the founding stages last January, and so their goal and mission is to reach the three point nine billion women globally and help uplift their lives by presenting shows on topics from health, wellness, child parenting, uh, business, economics, everything you can, every topic you can imagine is their goal. And they have currently over 150 show hosts who create a half hour of content per week. And it gets broadcast on their platform, winwinwomen.tv as well as replayed on, well, it's also live on Amazon, Roku, and Apple TV. So I create an episode every week, and it's called Marketing Matters. And I pick a topic aiming at women who are starting out, entrepreneurs who are trying to learn the different ins and outs of marketing and tech and things like that. So wow. it's been good for me because I've I've gotten used to being on camera. I've gotten used to speaking and trying to find my language, you know, which was not always easy to do. So, right. Oh my gosh. I don't know how you do everything you do, Denise, and, and still get your eight hours of sleep. That's amazing. It's amazing when you don't have children, what you can get done uh-huh. or you don't have children in your house. Uh huh. You get yeah. a lot more done that way. Yeah. So you don't yeah. have to shuttle people or cook for people or, you know. Yeah. So. I think it, it, I think in some ways, you know, it, it may be part of my plan to, um, to deal with the empty nest, what I'm doing now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of laying the groundwork so that when they do leave, I've got stuff to fill my time, you know, cause I am, 
I'm in in one way I, I look forward to having that time. And on the other hand, I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna miss them when they're gone, you know. So you know what's what I will tell you though, that's very cool. And we're just a few years shifted different, you know, we're not that far apart. Um they come back and it's so cool to see the really interesting, wonderful people they are. So as sad as it may be to shut the door on that chapter, the next one's so cool. I mean, you get to experience how they think, what they're interested in, in a different light, and you get to help them be adults. And it's very, it's still incredibly rewarding and amazing. So try not to think of it as and the end right yeah it yeah. really continues and and just you know every I've always said like it's the best thing you can do with your life to have a child if you're blessed enough to do it mm -hmm. but it's also amazing to see the different stages and I'm not sure that past generations got the benefit of doing this because it wasn't considered that way, but, you know, we've spent so much time developmentally and now that we know so much from what's out in public and thinking about things, we get to interact in different ways. It's, it's very cool. It so. is, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. I'm looking at my, my nieces and nephews who are out in the world and as, as adults, as young adults now. And I think of them when they were two and three and it's so it's, it feels like such an honor to have watched them. I'm going to see, this is where we get, where's my tissues, Denise? Um, the, to, to watch them develop into the humans that they are and see them it's out. It's not easy thriving you know, because the there's things you can't fix anymore. You know, right. like you just have to be there. And so you, you get to shift to a different kind of interaction yeah, and a different kind of support it's hard. It's really hard. You know, some of it can be very, very hard, but, yeah. um, you know, life issues, health issues, things like that, that you don't have control over. Those aren't easy, but the amazing stuff is really cool. So it's, oh it's good to see that the things you spent all that time focusing on and giving energy to and supporting turn into such beautiful things and wonderful people. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's I'm I'm so inspired, and I I feel like anyone listening um is going to be so inspired by your journey in that you you worked, then you were then you stayed home, and you had the gap, and you found your back your way back, which is difficult to do, and and then stepped away from that on you know to on your own terms then go into entrepreneurship later in life. And I am completely honored to have you as part of my life and um, very inspired by you. Back at you, girl. You keep me smiling. <laughs> I want to get on the swings every day with you. So. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. If I had a playground nearby. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you well, so thank much, you. Denise. Thank you for the time. I will have stuff in the show notes where people can go find you, learn more about Great. what you're doing um, right. and uh, go check her out, peoples. Thanks, Yvonne. Well, there you have it. 
There is power in the pause. Power in slowing down so you can speed up. And that doesn't mean giving up. It doesn't mean you're never gonna get busy again. But listen to your body. Pay attention to the warning signs that you need to slow down, recharge, and replenish. Love yourself enough to honor your needs. Walk slowly, take a nap, take a warm bath. Make time every day for loving yourself so you have energy and love to share with others. If you're a small business owner and you're interested in learning more about how Denise Malay might be able to help you with your website, I will have information about her in the show notes. Just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and look for episode 131. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please share this episode with someone you love who might benefit from it. You can follow me on Instagram or LinkedIn where I post about each week's episode and share it from there. On Instagram, it's latebloomerliving. And on LinkedIn, I'm Yvonne Marchese. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.